everybody. Welcome to the Frankcast. This is a show where we talk about everyone's favorite show from the 90s, The Nanny. And we are on our third to the last set of recaps of The Nanny, which is crazy. Uh, but it's going to be fun. We're talking about season six, episodes 15, 16, and 17. And I'm film critic Rachel Wagner, and Larry's here. Hello. And Colleen is here. Hi, everyone. And yeah, this is an interesting group of episodes. And uh, it starts out with maternal affairs. And this is Fran checks into a man that his that uh, her mother is seen and coaches her father on spicing up their marriage. And overall, what did you think of this episode, Colleen? It's very weird. Yeah. <laughs> I don't love the writing on this. I don't love what they made Sylvia do, how they wrote yeah. Sylvia. I didn't like it. I feel like there's other ways to get around this problem without, I mean, she was emotionally cheating at her husband, you know? Well, I think it's even not, more than that. Well, we don't know for sure, but at least at minimum. <laughs> yeah, at least. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I just didn't like it. I agree. It's not my favorite. I wish they hadn't gone down this path. It just doesn't really fit the tone of the show, mm-hmm. you know, to have infidelity. I don't know. Uh, what do you think, Larry? Yeah, I didn't really like this episode. Um, we also break the the whole gag of never seeing Morty, um, only like seeing his pieces and stuff. Um I don't know. I feel like that's probably a relatable issue for people. Like, you know, going through a rut and feeling mm-hmm. undervalued and underappreciated. But it just, I don't know, it wasn't handled the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so they have uh, Steve Lawrence playing Morty from Steve and Edie fame. And he was actually on the show early, earlier in the uh, Canasta Masta, one of my favorite episodes. He mm-hmm. and Steve and Edie appear uh, when they go to Atlantic City, uh, and now he is he plays uh, Morty here, and it does kind of feel weird that if there you're not going to have him at their wedding, you're not going to have like these big things, you're not going to have Morty, and then all of a sudden he's in this episode. It feels like oh, we're out of ideas. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Well, yeah, it starts out with uh, with Sylvia, yes, having this affair, and Geta finds out my daughter's dating a doctor. Woohoo! That's <laughs> a little funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Fran, of course, is freaking out. I'm having palpitations. <laughs> and, uh, and then. Uh, the uh the uh, fran goes to the doctors as miss blanchard <laughs> and that that was a little bit funny when uh when sylvia comes in i'd like to have a word with miss blanchard <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh so what did you think of the plot of grace in the play the subplot uh, I mean, it was such an afterthought that yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's always a B plot at least, but I I prefer when the B plots have a little bit more time and like have a little bit more to do. Mm-hmm. And we kind of have the Niles thing with the B plot and Grace, but I don't know. Um, I think there's like a couple funny jokes. Like I do think it's funny that you know CC is such a slave driver type, but I like when Max was like, "It's Saturday and you're still on book." <laughs> like after like defending Gracie's, like, "Oh wait," <laughs> but um, yeah. I mean, it, it just was a it was a weaker beeline yeah. for me. Yeah, there was wasn't much to it. Yeah, there wasn't much. Yeah. Well, so Fran goes to see this doctor, and in her eyes, at least, he's kind of the like a perfect man. Like she's like, "What? No wonder uh, that her uh, her mother's cheating out with this guy." And uh, it's interesting because 
they the thing is is he's very kind of subservient of his desires for his wife's happiness like uh he says oh i his wife hated sports so i gave them up and it's that's kind of an interesting thing i mean as somebody who's not married like how much of your own desires and things do you give up for because you have to give up some stuff i mean just to make marriage ha- takes compromise to make mm-hmm. it work but where do you draw the line everywhere that's why i'm not married <laughs> <laughs> yeah me too i'm not willing to compromise too much Colleen. in my life that's why uh, i'm divorced <laughs> well there's funny. a lot of reasons but that's one of them i'm not you, remarried we'll say <laughs> have either of you seen that interview with eartha kit um were they no. were the good where the interviewer like asked her about compromise and she just starts laughing <laughs> she says compromise <laughs> what compromise <laughs> it's like don't you want to share and she's like yes i want to share in his love for me <laughs> i do enough for uh, that in my work life i don't need to do it in my personal life too much <laughs> yeah i mean it's interesting because uh there's a person in the hallmark kind of community is his uh twitter handle is hallmark hubby oh, and yeah. yeah super nice guy named sam and he he's telling us that he he used to watch sports and his wife would watch hallmark movies and he was just like this isn't good we need to be spending time together and so he just started watching hallmark movies and stopped watching sports and and i always thought that was such a sweet story <laughs> It's kind of kind of weird though. Why, can't you, why can't you do both? That's I was gonna I say understand. that. I was just yeah. gonna say you can do both. You just don't have to do it. You know, you could like say mm-hmm. half the time I'm gonna watch sports and half yeah. the time I'm gonna watch Hallmark or something like that. But, but that's nice of him. Very yeah. generous, Sam. Very I, mean, nice. I guess it depends on how Young important. Sam. Like, if you're just the kind of person who's like, well, I it doesn't really matter that much whether I'm watching sports or watching homework movies, then, you know, if it's not a big deal, then sure. You know, Did you do it, Rachel. Could you give up Hallmark to watch sports? Well, I mean, I don't hate watching sports. It's just such a big time suck. I just don't have time for it. Um, yeah, I mean, like certain if you're, sports. If your Saturday new Hallmark block was, was given up to, <laughs> to Saturday, you know, NBA or NHL, uh, how would that go? Oh, definitely not NHL. Yeah, uh, me neither. <laughs> Only NBA. Oh, That'd be about NHL. it. Oh my! I think hockey's boring. I don't think it's interesting to watch. Uh, it's fun to go to games. I don't think it's fun to watch on television. <laughs> uh, but no, I don't think so. I think I would. I mean, especially it's a little bit different for me because I have a whole like, yeah livelihood yeah, basically on it. But um, but. I don't think so. I don't think I would want to give up all, um, all my Hallmark movies. I would give up the Sunday movies because I don't really love the mysteries that much, and <laughs> I don't love really love any of the shows. So he, we could watch sports on Sunday. How about that? <laughs> I know something I would never give up. Not that I'm giving up anything, but I would never give up my Queen obsession for anybody. I don't care who you uh, are. Yeah. And I would be going to my concerts and traveling. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I think I mean I definitely think that's that's part of the thing is like like Rachel said you know like Hallmark is pretty pretty ingrained in you is you know it's pretty yes. like movie movies in general yes. uh, yeah. when it comes to someone like me and Rachel are yes. are ingrained in who we are Queen and I say a lot of music in general with for Colleen. me yes um and, and you don't I don't know you don't really ask somebody to give up something. So, you know, that's they're a big passion of theirs and so ingrained in who they are. So, uh, I don't know. I think it's a red flag if somebody is like, oh, you know, you need to stop watching movies. Like, we could do something better with your time. You know? I feel uh, like, yeah. you know, I was Knowing say, what it means to you. How needy. I feel like that's a mm. partner of too needy a partner for somebody like me to handle. And if you I go have through... to give up something like that, yeah. I would not be. That's not the right relationship. When you go through seasons in in life and in like for you know younger couples that you know where you're gonna have if somebody is saying like the baby needs to get taken care of but I'm watching 
watching. <laughs> That's not as good a choice. Like you need to take care of your child. Um, so, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I mean, that's different. You, it depends on the situation. It depends on the situation. Uh, but, um, but yeah, even, I don't know. Even it's if the baby is plastic, Rachel, as we'll discuss <laughs> later in the right. end of episodes. Yeah. Well, I probably wouldn't be burning them in the toaster. <laughs> got all kinds of bad parenting going on yes <laughs> uh, i did think it was a little funny when when sylvia's come complaining about the rotisserie and and france yeah. like it was a great gift <laughs> yeah <laughs> my, yeah. Whole, my whole thing so I, I just came up with this now while we're talking my whole thing is like if you have to write an episode like this if they really had nothing else to do why did you write it in the final season and why did you write it when Fran is pregnant because if I were pregnant and my parents were splitting up <laughs> or potentially splitting up I don't know that would have a serious psychological and stressful yeah. impact on me and why would you do that to your daughter you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying I, I yeah. know that's not, you know does that make sense in yeah, addition and, to moving across the country like they're planning right. on the sitcom yes. you know there's just a lot you know because they're gearing up to end the show yes so we have a lot of stuff going on you know just for anyone who's pregnant on the top of just that being such a big deal right. and such a stress on its own yeah then to add out of the clear blue really this like i don't know cheating storyline with the mother in during all this I think there's there's enough material there. There's enough going on with the characters we love. That I didn't think they need this random yeah. extra yeah. drama added mm-hmm. on top of it. I agree, and it it would be yeah a lot of stress. And I feel like Sylvia is kind of an oblivious character, but she's never really selfish in this way, like she is in this this run. Um, I mean, she, I forgot sorry. what episode it was. I think it was that baby one again, but I did laugh. And Fran asked, uh, what did you do when me and Nadine were crying? And she said, I went to the other room. It, that sound was horrible. Oh, yeah. That's true. <laughs> I said, oh, well, that's me as a parent. I left. I, could, I couldn't handle it. I had to leave. Uh. No, I'm like that, too. I can't handle crying children. It totally freaks me out. Like, I literally have an emotional reaction. Like, I have a visceral reaction to it. Like, I can't. I have to, like, I, I, lo- I like, start to stress out and clam up. I'm, I'm not kidding you. Like, a I really think, piercing scream. Yeah, I do think it's a little different, though, when it is your own child. I really do. Right. I'm sure. I'm sure, <laughs> but I don't have a child. I'm sure it is. <laughs> but, but, no, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> we can say that as not yeah. parents. Not yes. parents. Yeah. <laughs> That's the hope, at least, right? Uh, yeah. But uh, <laughs> but Fran says, "I just broke up with my mother, and oh. she's very upset, as anyone would be." I, you have this uh, voiceover with Mr. Sheffield saying. He's saying to himself, now now they're going to ask me to do something to help her father. And and she, he says, I've got a meeting. And then Francis, they canceled that, called to cancel that meeting. And I, she just canceled my fake meeting. <laughs> that was that funny. Was funny. <laughs> yeah. I, know, I was like, I mean, I guess you don't want to push the issue. But I was like, come on, Mr. Sheffield, you got to be quicker on your feet than that. If she cancels your fake meeting. Yeah. Ask her who it was or something. Oh, really? Who called? Oh, no, not it wasn't that meeting. You know, like you got to be quick, Sheffield. You yeah. play mind games. That's right. <laughs> so then she talks to her dad, and like I said, it's Steve from Steve and Edie uh, that we have already seen. But this is not the first person they've had playing multiple roles, like Whoopi Goldberg, Whoopi for Goldberg. instance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, Morty is very uncomfortable at this dinner, and uh, we have a cameo from Peter Mark Jacobson, another one, in, uh, in this scene. You see him uh, in the bathroom, I think it is. That was so weird, too. Like, that confrontation in the bathroom, I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, that was quite weird, I thought. I like yeah. Steve Lawrence as Morty. I thought his part was good. I thought he did well with what he had. I thought he was like a little, 
you know, playing a little nervous and uncertain and all that, but then like and oblivious. Yeah. But everything around it was just not great. So Yeah, then you have this doctor guy's in the bathroom and he says some other guy could come along and tell Sylvia all the things she wants to hear from you. And so then he goes and he apologizes and tells Sylvia he loves her. And she says there are no surprises anymore. And I would think that that's kind of the best part of being married is no surprise. (laughs) It's like the stability, you know, like you have this person who's always there and who's in your life. And I mean, I don't know. I'm not much of a, a spontaneity surprises kind of person i guess but to me that's one of the the, the pluses <laughs> is that security yeah that when you're a parent and a wife especially not you know yeah. like yeah. in other type parts of life it might not be so bad but not when you're like older and your kids are older you just don't know i mean these days you're like almost expecting the other shoe to drop all the time at least i am yeah with a lot exactly. of stuff so mm-hmm. yeah and so then Morty sings The Very Thought of You, which is obviously why they hired Steve Lawrence to <laughs> yes. do it. And it was very nice. And I have mm-hmm. to say, Renee Taylor did a good job. Yeah. I thought in the emotion of the scene. In that um, part, yeah. But I, the rest of the episode just, just was yeah. bothering me. I don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just not, not her. very pleasant. You know, mm-hmm. and this is a light comedy. But she did she did a good job in the role, but yeah. uh, then it ends with Niles getting very upset about the pl- review of their play <laughs> in the grammar school. Well, I don't know what he was doing. I mean, was that supposed to be him just like freaking out like stage fright? Like I didn't. Yeah. He got really nervous. I was yeah. just like, is this ner-? like at first they thought it was a character choice of what he was trying to do, but I was like, Oh no, this is, I don't, I don't know yeah. that I see. That's what that B storyline I just thought was so weak that I was like, "What's going on?" Yeah, um, like, I did a- like I did like Yetta being like that big kid is terrible, <laughs> but yeah, that was good. Also, the CC say saying to Grace because Grace asked about abroad with uh, with very little clothes and oh. uh, and they says, "Have you learned nothing from your mother?" <laughs> yes. <laughs> That was good. Uh, so the fashion in this episode, she has a orange and yellow kind of patchy sort of skirt suit at the very beginning. It's exact. They it's literally, they do this a lot this season and they never did that before this season where we pick up literally right where the last episode ended. And that's, this happened. Is, yeah. You know, they dropped the bombshell that Sylvia is cheating with the doctor and she's in this same yellow, red blotchy, skirt suit Mm. and then they pick up right in the kitchen after that in this one yeah yeah and they do that in the next episode too Mm -hmm. i know that's i was like wow they they did a lot this season and they Mm -hmm. that was never really something they did before Mm -hmm. maybe they didn't have as many maternity options like we gotta read well there's one maternity option that was wretched in one of these later episodes i was like what is going on but (laughs) um yeah so then she's in sort of a red pant and jacket set with gold black print on it uh this is christian lacrue i didn't like it i didn't like the pants especially it kind of laid weird on her it looked too big heavy and and big because it was like a velvety like Mm -hmm. i don't know it looks really thick almost like corduroy even i mean i don't know what that fabric was but it was not flattering at all for a suit like that i agree well and you don't want to have like a band right around your middle section yeah like that one had like the gold was right around her hips which is just not flattering yeah uh so yeah <laughs> it wasn't the best um and then she had a pink dress uh with jacket and matching hat 
Uh, and this was a scotta, and then this choker necklace and gloves. Chokers must have been in, in mm-hmm. chokers and berets. Or yeah. see, I were in this year. <laughs> I have to say, I <laughs> it happened at the inauguration this year too. But I love a good matching glove, like especially when it's a bright, bold color like that. So I loved those pink gloves with the mm-hmm. with the dress and the coat, the hat not as much. But I mean, the hat gave me more like royals you know like one of those yeah. kind of like royals type of hats that people yeah. wear so like a, a fascinator like, a little bit dowdy yeah. um but the outfit itself i thought was actually quite cute <laughs> yeah it was pretty cute i mean you know i'm not the biggest fan of matchy matchy but it was cute i mean it kind of had that sort of legally blonde kind of feel to yeah. it yeah <laughs> later it wasn't on. bad it was fine. Do you, yeah. ever, do you ever pull off a, a bold colored uh, glove, Rachel, as an accent? I don't think I've ever worn a gloves uh, except for for like heat. Yeah, except <laughs> for, for heat in the freezing weather yeah, in um, the Utah winters. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think I've ever worn a a, a glove accessory. I used to wear them in band. Used to have to wear white gloves for band. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And Larry, you may be happy to know. I don't know. I my when I was married, my wedding, I had navy blue, a really basic, really pretty floor length navy blue gown for my brides. It was a satin material with a spaghetti strap, and they all wore elbow length navy blue gloves. Oh, satin gloves. (laughs) I'll show you a picture sometime. You probably would like that. Cool. Uh, so then she has this bullseye dress uh, that uh, with the black turtleneck underneath. And it was interesting. There was an article in, I think, the New York Times uh, this week with Brenda Cooper talking about the costumes for the nanny. We put it on the Twitter. If people, Frank S14 on Twitter, I, I posted it. Uh, and she talks about the reason why they had all the turtlenecks, which is interesting. Uh, because they wanted to put her in these cocktail dresses, but they didn't feel like that was appropriate for, you know, someone working with children all the time. And so their sort of solution was to always have this, they, the, I guess the turtlenecks were very, were thin, a thin fabric that they would use. And so that was sort of their solution of, of kind of making that in between having her be sexy and also still like a caregiver of children. And uh, so that's what they did, which I thought was interesting. I like that dress. I like the cut because it was like a little bit swingy. Mm-hmm. The a little bottom, bit... yeah, was pretty wide. I liked bottom. it though because it was something different for her. I thought it looked good on her. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'd want her in that look all the time, but it wasn't tight, which I liked. Something different. Yeah. This is <laughs> Moschino. And I'd say it's a, Oh. Better, better, yeah. It's one of the higher level, higher ones for me. It's like a fashionable way to do a fun design, and that, yeah. that's where Moschino mm-hmm. can, goes off the rails. Is you know that sometimes they're fun designs, sometimes they're just crazy designs. And this, you know, was like a bullseye right on her, but it was done in kind of a abstract way. Yeah, and the colors all complemented each other, so it it looked good. <laughs> and if you put I that agree. in like a tight jumper type dress or a skin, you know, a like a slip dress or something i don't think it would work as well because then you would highlight like a body part depending on where that bullseye hits whereas when it's <laughs> no you know what i mean yeah, and yeah, then yeah, where, no, yeah. whereby it's flowing you don't have that same kind of yeah thing. it's true uh then she has a sparkly spaghetti strapped dress that's t-length with a weird pearl choker necklace and gloves so you weren't a fan of that pearl choker no i thought i didn't (laughs) like it It, i don't like it at all (laughs) all i wrote about that gown is that i thought it i wish it would have had a sweetheart neckline rather than straight across oh i can see that yeah i liked her hair though yeah i liked i liked that updo yeah that was pretty what do you think about the t-length as opposed to her normal shorter I actually like that too. Yeah. Again, it was a little bit wider. It wasn't, but it wasn't too much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I liked yeah. it. Of course, again, different. I liked the little matching glove. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was that her and these chokers this season. Um, I'm not like overly against a choker, I guess. It's just as 
I don't know that I've ever seen a pearl choker like that. It was just very, yeah. it was very weird. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was weird. <laughs> if it had been diamonds, if it had just been like a diamond thick choker like that, I mm-hmm. think it would have looked better. It would have been, mm-hmm. you know, a little bit more elegant because I don't know, a pearl choker is not, doesn't scream elegance to me. <laughs> yeah. And especially with a yeah. sparkly dress, like a sparkly necklace would have yeah. looked better. Yeah, I don't know. I it, it was a weird. It's a, not like anything I've ever seen, and probably for good reason. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, what would you give this episode one to ten? What do you think, Larry? I think I'm going to go with a five on this one. Yeah. What do you think, Colleen? You read my mind. I had a five in mind. Five. <laughs> yeah. Uh... I will give also five. I agree. This is not a great episode. They're running out of ideas. You can tell. Yeah. Uh, all right. So episode 16, the producers. And in this episode, uh, you have a friend tries to produce a play written by a friend of Niles and, uh, not, and Niles confesses his love for CC. Literally proposes multiple times. Oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> so, Larry, what do you think overall of this episode? Um, I think the episode is all right. I think it's pretty fun overall. There are some fun moments. Um, obviously, with them pretending to be producers, uh, there's some funny stuff in there. And then I also I, I like the reveal. Uh, when Niles kind of reveals who he wants to impress to Fran, I thought that scene particularly was fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what you agree, Colleen? Yeah, I like this one. It's not my favorite of the three, so that tells you which one was. But <laughs> it's better than the last one by a lot, and um, it had some good stuff in it. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of the CC Niles relationship. I don't know, just not my favorite. Uh, but given that was their choice, this is probably about as good as you could do it. Well, so. and this one, Cece wasn't a fan yet either. So Yeah, that's right. true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this one's popular, INDB 8.1. So, mm-hmm. yeah, a lot of Cece Niles fans. And uh, then the uh, uh, you have... The funny, I thought, line of, you didn't write another Seinfeld episode, did you? It's over. (laughs) That was funny. (laughs) And uh, he has a friend's play. And uh, he's trying to get Maxwell to read it. But Maxwell says that I run the business, you run the home. And that could have been a funny kind of moment for Fran to pipe in and be like, I thought I were in the home or, you know what I mean? Or something like that. That could have been funny, but, but yeah, I mean, Niles, that's kind of his role and, and Maxwell doesn't take him seriously when it comes to creative ventures. Right. Yeah. Uh, And I liked that the, yeah. When Francis, who are you? Are you telling me all those times you put dish soap in her coffee and changed her lip balm to a glue stick? You were, you were flirting? <laughs> Called her a cow? You were flirting? <laughs> yeah, when she said something about cream and he's a stand over a bucket. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and I'm like, she's like, what is this foreplay when they're going back and forth with each other? <laughs> yeah and 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 now says i don't want to tell her until i have a successful career fran she's never going to know (laughs) poor niles (laughs) and uh so then uh cc says uh that oh cc tells Fran, you snabbed my husband and you're having my children. Which, I mean, is pretty crazy because this is the woman who never even took the time to learn the names of Maxwell's children. Right. It's insane. (laughs) (laughs) And Maxwell tells her, either you make friends with my wife or we will dissolve our partnership. And uh, so then 
uh yeah she doesn't know she doesn't know grace's name she doesn't know maggie's name well she stumbles uh, upon maggie's name yeah she, get, she guesses right. it right this time and then you know brighton just gives in it's like yeah what what do you want yeah Chora, calls, i'm trevor yeah brighton trevor <laughs> and uh and now says she's only going to think of me as a domestic and I I'll, I liked it when Cece comes in. I love the smell of nair that lingers when she leaves a room. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Oh. And uh, so Fran is using the joint account, and we learn that Maxwell doesn't put much in there. So he's definitely controlling the finances in the relationship. Um. Which I mean, we did explore her credit card debts earlier in the series. Yeah. Um, so maybe. <laughs> what What do you think of that whole scene with uh with Niles being Maxwell and Fran, them flirting, kind of playing playing house, kind of thing? It was all so. right. Is it me and or in general? Like I noticed it this episode and the next episode. I feel like. Niles was like he the um he his accent wasn't as no, strong. I felt like he almost was. He's American, right? Yeah. I almost felt like he was losing his accent at certain points in mm-hmm. the in the dialogue. I don't know why, but yeah, maybe because we don't do typically get that much dialogue really maybe. from him. Maybe you know? that's it. Yeah. And this one we got more. That could be. Than we usually do, but. Yeah, they're putting on their play and uh, they're hiring people. And that woman who is working at the diner or whatever, uh, as well as being the star of the play, she's always late. And <laughs> Niles Lemon pledged all the folding chairs. <laughs> it's like a, it's a mania for him. <laughs> that was kind of funny. And i like that cute little scene between maxwell and fran when she's the about to tell him that they got fined 250k and maxwell are you feeling neglected i know that whole scene was cute i liked it (laughs) what did they get fined for did they say um i just assumed it was something to do with like unions or with the space or who knows some kind of Probably something to do with, because uh, you have to use certain amount of union workers and all. There's all kinds of rules and stuff like that. But no, they. I don't think they ever really told told us what the fines were for. Hmm. But who knows? <laughs> <laughs> and then Niles proposes, and it's uh, it's kind of it's a joke, and I mean it's. By CC, CC's as a joke, and then uh, Yetta performs, and it was so obviously not her. I don't know why they didn't just have it be her and do something she could do. I it was it was weird to me. You know what I thought of, Larry? I thought of you because remember that Golden Girls? Yes. yes. <laughs> when Rose did the did the dance Clips and she did the and cartwheels and all this yeah. stuff. Do you remember that, Rachel? Yes. When they do that dance contest. Yeah. I know. That's what I thought of immediately, too. I was like, oh, gosh, this was like a trope, I guess, of like older ladies (laughs) doing crazy things and having a clearly much younger random person put on a wig and flip around like what in the world? And it wasn't I don't know. It wasn't it didn't add to at least at the very least. In the Golden Girls, you know, the dancing and stuff is is central to that episode's plot point. Yeah, this they just tacked it on at the end for no reason. Like there was, yeah, there was no reason to have that little dance number, and it was so obvious that it was like, well, and and just okay. if you're gonna have it on, like that's fun, but just have it be something she can do. She can do, yeah. Instead, mm-hmm. we're looking at him crazy because it's like, oh my gosh, what in the world? Uh. But yeah, I think it's kind of also crazy, you know, whatever, a fun gag, but why would you propose? I mean, I know that's what all the other characters are thinking. Like, why would you just like jump straight out and propose to somebody? Right. 
It's like so crazy. Yeah. I mean, anybody, anybody would run for the hills. Like, I don't know any sane person who would just be like, yes, no, like, oh, yeah. Uh, and we haven't even gone on a date. Like, we've never really tried anything romantic yeah. with each other. No, I'm not going to marry you. What? <laughs> yeah. And then he's mad at Fran. And I'm like, that's, she gave you totally legit advice. Like, you were the one that went and acted like a crazy person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, nobody told you to go propose to her. <laughs> yeah. like, go talk to her. Like, you're on a successful night. Your play went well. Go talk to her. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so the fashion in this episode, she has a long sl- sleeve dress with roses on it. And this is Dolce Gabbana. It just and looked suffocating to me. I didn't yeah. like it. It just, I don't know, it's not a its not a maternity dress, I feel no, like. No, yeah, like, you could tell it wasn't a maternity dress. No, and it I just, know. I don't know, it, it's, uh, it looked suffocating to me. I was like, oh, I don't, I don't like it. Um, then she has a kind of, it looked sort of knit to me, a knit black skirt with a black long sleeve top with pink stripes. It's a horizontal at, at the top and then vertical stripes, uh, at the, um, torso. And, uh, I liked this look. I thought it looked good. Uh, I mean, for a pregnancy look. I thought this one was pretty good. No. You hate it. This is the one you hated? No, it's not the one I hated, but it just, I didn't like the pink design. Like if, Uh I don't know if those stripes, I don't, I just didn't like the top that much. It almost reminds, is this the one that almost looked like a corset at the bottom? If you, the way she sat down, it almost looked like where the, the black stripes went. Almost reminded me for some reason of a oh, like yeah. a corset type of thing. It did look like that, but it's weird. I kind of liked it. I have to admit. Um, and then she has a yellow dress with a yellow jacket and a black turtleneck, and this was a Scotta designed. It's all right. And that was fine. Yeah, it was just kind of a, a dress. Um, <laughs> and then uh, she has a. Uh, a overcoat, a uh, black dress with a, I don't know, all I could think of describing this was like silver pom-poms on the front. Um, and this is Bob Mackie. It was like a military cut. Um, yeah. Like a military jacket looking cut on the top. And yeah, it had like oversized like diamond buttons or something, yeah. you know, like these very large because they were placed to like they were buttons but they were like big diamondy shiny <laughs> i thought it was Bombs, fine i thought it was kind of cute mm-hmm. yeah, I, yeah i didn't mind that i kind of liked it i liked the the cut of the top particularly uh-huh yeah Ooh, i'm very curious now what's your hated one i guess it's Gosh. in this next one <laughs> Yeah, yes, it is. <laughs> so, what would you give this one? One to ten, Larry. Uh, for this one, I'm going to go. I'll go seven. What about you, Colleen? Um, I'll go the same seven. Uh, I actually think I'll go six point five. Oh, yeah, I know. Rachel. I don't love CC and Niles. I just see, don't I don't mind them. I think it. they're cute. Yeah, <laughs> I don't fun. love it. Um, so now we have the dummy twins, and this is Fran is coaching Niles in his unappreciated courtship of CC. Finally, Niles calls her pathetic and lonely, after which the Sheffields find them in bed together. So. Uh, overall, what do you think of this one, Colleen? I like this one. It's my favorite of the three. I thought mm-hmm. the twins' little plot line was kind of funny. I thought it was cute. And I know that you've seen that in other shows before. I can't think of one off the top of my head, but I know where they've had. I think, like, they teach students about being yeah, it's families. Like, it's like high school students. Yeah. Get them. And um, and I, I, I like CC now, so <laughs> I thought it was good. Uh, I, I, 
Rachel is struggling. Yeah. No, I, oh my. I I like the stuff with the dummy twins. That is funny. I agree with you there. I he just gets a little too mean when he's like calling her pathetic and I don't know, I just don't like that whole speech that he gives. And oh. see, I didn't mind it because it had a had a purpose. It yeah. there was an actual like reward at the end, I feel. So Yeah. I I don't know. This one's not my favorite. What do you think, Larry? Yeah, I I like this one too. Uh, I don't mind the CC and the stuff either, really. Um and I actually I'm kind of with Colleen. I I, I mean, yeah, uh, it gets a little That's bit harsh, favorite. but I like I like the ending and I like mm-hmm. I mean sometimes sometimes you lash out when you are hurt and yeah. uh what he said was not inaccurate. Right. Um, she does need to move on. Yeah. Because <laughs> she refuses it. to move on. Even now, as we've seen just in the very last episode, her telling Fran, you stole my husband. I should be having the kids. Like all this crazy stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, um, it's true. I mean, she does need to move on. Uh, I mean, and it wasn't completely unprovoked. Um Yes, he continues to do this crazy person behavior. So he's definitely the one who initiates the ribbing he gets. Uh, I mean, right before he says that to her, she's like calling him a domestic and talking about his one little bedroom. You know, like all that kind of stuff. So it's like, oh. And I did like Fran being like, no, 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 this is good. Leave them to their natural habitat. (laughs) (laughs) This is how they work through things, even though this time, I mean, I guess they did. Technically, by the end of the episode, they worked through it. I mean, I would think that they would go over to Cece's house, her apartment, to have their uh, canoodling going on. because Especially since they both said they're about to quit. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I I would do. But... Uh, <laughs> I guess that wouldn't make as good of an episode. Uh, I like Fran. He says, "God forbid, I'm ever in the hospital on life support. Don't ever come visit me." <laughs> yes. Um, and uh, then you have Fran being very nosy in the restaurant because this starts where the other one left off, and in the bathroom, Fran butting in with Cece in the bathroom and uh then niles comes in the bathroom and uh and and francis before you propose start calling her by her first name <laughs> yes she's, yes she's still calling her miss babcock mm-hmm. oh my god then you have yetta pop out yeah did they <laughs> have, have this, this in a, a six so then they're given these dolls by the uh the OBGYN that helped them prepare for twins. And I guess that could be helpful, but I actually think you'd want to get as much sleep and as much like that would be more helpful before they come as possible. <laughs> I think it's weird to give like the dolls to someone who's already a parent. Like I know Fran's not a parent yet, but you know, presumably he has three of them. Right. Um, so right. it's not like both young first-time parents um and like colleen mentioned usually they set this up for like you know different sorts of classes in high school Mm -hmm. like for high school kids i don't know i've never really seen it with an older not older but you know mature um married couple so i mean it did make some for for some fun gags for sure but it was it was a little bit of a weird uh setup Yeah, I thought it yeah. was weird that the doctor's sister was also a gynecologist. <laughs> I don't know why I thought that was weird. <laughs> two gyne- I don't know. True. I know there's a lot of multiple doctors in, mul- in families, but like two gynecologists is weird to me. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, that could Wait, either of you have to take a take a little baby home? I never nope. did. No, I never <laughs> even did the flower. 
I've heard of people having, you know, you have what? the, the bag of flour that you have to. Oh, I thought you meant like an actual like planted flower. <laughs> like, uh, I've never no, heard I've never. the flower thing either. I've never even oh, heard of Oh, yeah. That. From home ec, I've heard of people having to take around a bag of flour everywhere they go. But uh, terrible. I'm, I mean, I guess to learn something. No, I couldn't. I'm, mm. I mean, I guess if you're trying to convince kids to not. It's convinced enough. I was convinced enough that that was just like nothing. So like, <laughs> well, I didn't need dolls because my mother provided the babies. The actual child, <laughs> yeah, the actual children. real children. <laughs> yes, my mom had a child when I was in uh, when I was ten, and when I was sixteen, <laughs> and when I was eighteen. So that. That's all I needed. <laughs> yeah. I did like when Cece, like, they they trick you out and, like, have her be like, oh, this loving moment. And she pulls the battery out. Yeah, that doll. was good. And Cece saying, my love life involves me and me alone. And Fran, if you enjoy that, wait until you add another person. <laughs> yeah. That was funny. You know what's interesting? I feel like it's not, like, a breathing the, the child the dolls don't do anything but like basically american girl is teaching young girls how mm-hmm. to be mothers yeah. and the types of things have you ever been to a store i've never been to a store but i know that i had molly and samantha <laughs> dolls growing up so. oh yeah i mean it's yeah. like replicas of real life things all over the oh, store yeah. i mean everything you could spend thousands of dollars on your doll on accessories <laughs> oh no question and yeah. like but it's teaching like young girls i mean it's like, i don't know what it's teaching i know i mean to care for it all but i feel like that's also kind of the same thing you know yeah well also i mean they do have a baby line too in american girls true then we also got a pretty funny line from cc that once i gave a panhandler directions i told him to go to hell (laughs) (laughs) i mean i did laugh i was like oh my god (laughs) did you ever do anything good in your life Oh yeah! Oh my gosh, so <laughs> awful. She's such a rotten person, but I love her. I, I mean, I did love Fran walking away and was like, "What he sees in her, I do not know." Because, yeah, she was a savage. I mean, she tapes him proposing at the restaurant. Did I'm you? Like, oh my god! Did you like Brighton and Gracie doing the little play? That was so. <laughs> It was weird, I, I, but it was all right. <laughs> I did like Fran later. I knew that Brighton didn't convey the proper pathos <laughs> when he comes in and tells her he proposed again. <laughs> did you learn nothing from my play? <laughs> that was funny. And- I mean, after party, <laughs> Niles, you truly are a masochist. Like, from all of your life choices, you're just... You like the pain, apparently, yeah. from uh, everything we've seen of you. Because why in the world <laughs> are you? Really... Propo- we learned she learned. We learned that he's proposed four times by the end of the episode. <laughs> yeah, it really makes no sense that he would keep proposing. I mean, and uh, the it was kind of a funny uh, a moment when he proposes and uh, and. <laughs> She's just don't worry. She's a lesbian. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) no, I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) Um, then you have, uh, you have his big speech. You're going to be wishing Merry Christmas to your friends in rehab and wondering what might have been. (laughs) And then Cece resigns and. Uh, so that is a big moment, I guess, for uh, Niles and Cece shippers. I did think, you know, I mean, maybe we don't see her always be the best at her job. I did find it very weird that, you know, when uh, Fran and Mr. Sheffield are kind of going back and forth, making light of quitting and like, oh, well, you know, I guess they could do they don't really have anything. I was like, I mean, she's still a pretty qualified person. Yeah, that's I don't know. True. Like the way that, sometimes the way Maxwell views his partner, Cece, 
is a little bit strange because I'm like, uh, I'm pretty sure she could probably find a job if she left here. Yeah. I mean, you know, and I guess in with, the same field with Niles, there's maybe not a huge demand for butlers, but like, seems like he could probably still make a living of uh, doing something, you know, like he has usable skills, but <laughs> he had that part-time gig at Dunkin's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or Krispy Kreme, Krispy Kreme with, uh, with Val. So yeah. I, I mean, did wonder, and- oh my gosh, what episode was it that somebody asked if there were bones in the donut? And Val says, maybe in the bear claw. <laughs> it was one of these three oh, episodes. Yeah. Now I can't remember when she brings those donuts. Oh, it was the other one because she brings them for the play. Yes. Like uh. for the party. <laughs> and one of the other characters asks us. Then that's weird. See, they make fun of her. And I'm pretty sure it's Sylvia who asks if there are bones in the. Or maybe it was Yetta. Now I'm like, now mm-hmm. I'm going back and forth. It makes more sense <laughs> if it was Yetta who asked because otherwise. You know, Sylvia makes fun of Val being stupid all the time. So if she were to ask her something that stupid, then <laughs> it would be like, ma'am. And then, yeah, we get this episode, one of these episodes, too, where they're just talking about Fran's entire family, like robbing Val's family blind over the years. Like, <laughs> like we go from like a doll that Fran stole to Sylvia stealing all of her luggage. <laughs> Oh, yeah. And you're like, what in the world? <laughs> okay, the Fryne's just stealing from poor Val's little, like, dumb, not-that-well-off family. <laughs> it was very weird. I was like, okay, um, <laughs> sure. But, yeah, sorry. <laughs> that was a random tangent that I just yeah. thought about. With the- oh, oh, because we were talking about Niles going to Krispy Kreme with Val made me think of her bringing those donuts but yeah yeah i don't know i think and he was working for um what's her name uh niles he left for frida frida he was working with her you know i mean yeah remember they had that episode where where everybody was asking for niles and and maxwell says it rarely does it take a pie that i don't get someone making an offer to steal niles away because France, like, does anyone offer to steal me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes, I mean, sometimes I guess I could understand the frustration because it does seem, and, and this is definitely digging into a lighthearted jokes and stuff too much. Uh, but uh-huh. when you look at it, uh, I do think Maxwell undervalues the people around him often, um, yeah. whether it be Fran, whether it be Niles, we've seen that quite a bit recently, or Cece, uh, he does tend to undervalue yeah. the, the people around him. There, It seems like the he's paying Niles like minimum wage the way they talk. And, right. And, and I mean, he's even technically he's putting Fran on an allowance. They have the yeah. joint account. Yeah. That yeah, doesn't but- have very much in it. So, yeah, it's interesting. Is Maxwell and- the villain all along? <laughs> <laughs> and so then they find Cece and Niles together, and you end with Yetta thinking the twins are crazy, and that's hilarious. Yeah, that, that was, was a really funny moment. Yeah. yeah. You know how to oh. cook? <laughs> um, fashion, it you have a. Uh, a black dress with over the same one from the yeah. other one. Uh, and then you have this pink print dress with, it has like a line of another print on top with a pink long coat. And this is Christian LeCrew. The is weirdest... this it? Is this the no. weird the one? I know which the... what it is. This isn't the, <laughs> the outfit I hated. This was just weird. Yeah. So like the two prints and then you had that rhinestone line that yeah. went all the way around and kind of separated them so there was just like this one little strand of of rhinestones near the top of the dress that separated this weird kind of almost meshy pink like sheer maybe or yeah ta- i don't it was a weird it was a weird dress i will say that um it wasn't mm-hmm. horrible it was just very strange <laughs> well i didn't think it was particularly flattering uh, yeah. with the multiple prints and I don't know yeah. it wasn't my the favorite prints are but very weird uh and then she, they, she has brown leopard pajamas and at least these pajama looks are better than the weird 
negligees. Yeah, yes. intimate wear that she was wearing earlier in this season. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then she has a black and white horizontal striped V-neck top with a black turtleneck, long sleeves, vertical stripe pants. This. This is the Larry. I knew it. <laughs> this was horrible. I was like, what were they thinking when yeah. they I mean, they they weren't part of the same set. They almost looked yeah. like pajamas in the fabric and everything and, and the way they fit. One was vertical and one was horizontal. One was horizontal. <laughs> And they didn't match, like, one was, like, the pants were more black with white stripes, whereas the top was, like, that off-white with black horizontal stripes. It, I mean, it was just a mismatch mess. I I was, I was just baffled that they put this together and (laughs) sent her out. I was like, what? Like, if she had just been wearing the top with, With black pants or something? Yeah, with black pants or even, like, a colored, like, if you had pink pants, that could have looked cute and uh or you know something like that but yeah the two different kinds of stripes <laughs> not the most flattering it didn't oh god i was just i was this one more than just even being ugly it was just like what were they think i was just baffled that yeah. somebody actually sent her out in this because it, it wasn't expensive you know like sometimes yeah some no, of these yeah. looks they're more designery and at least you kind of they're a creation by somebody so it's like yeah Moschino sent her gave her this horrible dress but at least it's like a designed dress right this was like you picked up two random pieces at target or something and <laughs> i would i was gonna say them. not even target like some i can't even think of the, where you'd buy the top like the top is like something you would have gotten in the junior department at like i can't think of a store express in the 90s. or something like that not even yeah. express lower than that oh, oh yeah no not express <laughs> rachel express was like a little higher end yeah oh i mean it mall. was like 7.99 at the mall in the bin in the clearance bin i mean i have that and on I, top I of that I think the top is that bad. Oh, it's no. just the combination of the two. Like, again, if they'd had just solid pants, I think it would have looked fine. The top with the turtleneck was bad. It doesn't belong with that kind of top you wear by itself. You be, you, you're like mm-hmm. young. She was too old to wear it, I thought. And also, it was so big. Like, see, that's, that's maternity done wrong, is <laughs> that top. Is it looked like a maternity top because it was so big yeah. that it, it almost could have been like, uh skimpy albeit but almost a, like sundress it was just so big and flowy and all over the place that i was like well, i don't know about all this yeah it was just weird i but that's what's so baffling is it was off the rack or out the bin and just put it on and walk out there there was no fashion to it there was no design to it <laughs> And it was <laughs> ugly together. If you're going to do department store off the rack, you have to at least kind of look cute or, you know, at least, I don't know. that. Yeah. I mean, it was a truly baffling outfit that I, could, <laughs> I couldn't believe my eyes. Yeah. Uh, and then she ends off with a pair of orange pajamas. This is the last look. So uh, what would you give this episode 1 to 10, Larry? Um, I'm gonna go with the 7.5. What do you think, Colleen? Larry, I don't mean to be copying you, but I feel the same way. 7.5. <laughs> We're just on the same line, wavelength today. I'd give this one a six. Whoa. so at least the first one you were like on par with us but yeah i'm trying to, i know there's been instances where you've been the lowest but i'm trying to remember how many other times for all three episodes rachel has kind of I been know. the low yeah. one on the totem pole it never happens <laughs> well this one i also don't think is that funny i don't know it has its moments as all any episode of the nanny is better than no episodes of the nanny uh, so yeah, but I don't know. I just don't love Niles and Cece. It's not my favorite. So, but we have two episodes of recaps left, which is crazy. Uh, but we are not going to have an episode next week, uh, because I'm going to be out of town. So we're taking the weekend off for Memorial day. Uh, but then we will be back and don't worry. We will be doing a bunch of, 
uh, highlights and lists and other stuff like that after we finish the recaps. And then we'll figure out what we're going to do after that. It's going to be fun. We appreciate your suggestions. If you have ideas, uh, let us know at FrankCast14 on Twitter. And Larry, where can people find you? You can find me on YouTube as well as Twitter and Instagram, all at LC Screen Talk. Great. You can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. So check that out. And Colleen? I am on Twitter and Instagram at Lily44094. And you can find our Francast Instagram at Francast1993. Great. And uh, so, yeah, let us know what you think. And uh, we'll talk to you all in two weeks. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.